Why is it that oftentimes the largest houses, the biggest houses with, with the most stuff, with the most things, why is it that often those homes are the same homes with the biggest fights and the biggest arguments and with the crumbling marriages? Why is it that even though our cupboards are full and our refrigerators are, are full of food, we still groan and complain when we run out of that one thing that we wanted? Why is it so much easier to find something to criticize about your church or your job than to find something to appreciate? Why is it that no matter how much money is, is in our bank accounts, we still often long for more and work harder for more and stress out about it when it seems like there's, there's not enough or as much as we would want? The answer to these questions and, and many more just like it is this. Here's the answer. Why all those things? Because it is more natural for us to be discontent with our lives than to be content. It's, easy, it's easier for us to pick apart our spouses fault by fault, weakness by weakness, instead of focusing on their strengths and on their victories. It's easier to do that. It's more common to fret about the lack of money in our bank account than rejoice for what's already there. It's more likely that we will grumble about the one thing in the house that needs to be fixed than remember that the rest of the house is in good working order. That's the life that we live. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says this, In everything give thanks. Did you see that? In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. The daily war that we are going to be talking about today is gratefulness versus discontentment. Gratefulness versus discontentment. I've been trying to work on this war with my children recently. Um, being grateful for what they have instead of focusing on what they don't have. My son Charlie uh, just turned five years old recently. And uh, oh, it was just, it's the best. It's crazy. Charlie is so much fun. If you know Charlie, he is just so easy to get along with and he's so much fun and he's so fun to talk to. And uh, he's just the best. And uh, when he was getting birthday gifts from people, from family members, from us, he would often, after he finished opening his gifts, he would innocently ask, you know, did you get me anything else? And, you know, as a parent, you're kind of like, oh, you know, just I'd get frustrated and I'd think, you know, you spoiled brat, you know, <laughs> don't you see all the things that you've already gotten? And then it would be like God would just kind of nudge me and say, doesn't that look familiar, Donald? Because in my life so often, that's me. I'm the one that looks around after ripping open presents and says, hey, did you get anything else for me? Even though I am surrounded by the blessings of God, I'm, I am engulfed in the overwhelming benefits from my Savior. I'm buried, I am buried in the mercy and goodness of God. Even with all that, I often live discontented. 
I often wonder why I don't have what he has or she has. I often wish that my situation was different, that my situation, my circumstances were easier. I often dream of a more comfortable financial state. I often, I crave greater success for our church, for my church, instead of relishing in the beautiful fact that I get to serve the King of Kings. I hunger and I long for the day that my autistic son, Seth, will communicate more instead of enjoying each moment that I have with him right now. Listen, here's the truth. Here's the harsh reality. I have absolutely 0%, no reason at all whatsoever to live discontented. No reason at all. No excuse to live discontented, but I often do. And so do you. What's the pattern for all this? How does this work? How do we get to this point of discontentment? Listen, this is the battle that we face every day between gratefulness and discontentment. How do we, discontentment, how do we get to that? Well, I believe first of all, we lose our focus. We lose our focus. It's the first part of becoming discontent. We lose our focus. Colossians says, set your affection on things above, not on things of the earth. But we do. We lose our focus. We take our eyes off all that really matters, and that's Jesus Christ, Son of the living God. We take our eyes off Him. We focus on this earthly home. We focus on the creation instead of the creator. And it's the first step to a life of discontentment. Listen, how, how could Paul say in Philippians, how could he say at the end of that letter to the church at Philippi, he said, I have found that whatsoever state I'm in, uh, therewith to be content. He said, I'll be content no matter what happens on the good days and the bad days. And he starts talking about all the things he'd been through. I know how to be a base, and I know how to be this, and I know how to be that, and the good and the bad. And Listen, <coughs> Paul faced it all. Paul was on both sides of the coin. And he said, no matter what, I can live content. How could he be content wherever, uh, when, wherever he was, whenever, whenever, whatever part of his life, whatever, whether he was in prison, he was writing that letter from prison. How could he say that? Because the beginning of his letter, you know what he said? You know what his theme was? You know what Paul's life was? For me to live is Christ. And to die is gain. Paul's life, Paul's source of life was Jesus Christ. That was all that mattered to him. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection. That was Paul's desire. That was his life. That was his focus. And because that was his focus, listen, he could be content wherever, whatever, whatever's going on. When your focus, Christian, when your focus is solely on Jesus, your Savior King, you realize that no matter what is going on in your life, no matter what you have or don't have, you have enough in Him. 
When you are focused completely 100% on Jesus Christ, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. When your focus is completely on Jesus Christ, you realize that no matter what's going on in your life, you have enough in him. We lose our focus. That's the first step. We lose our focus. Then we forget. In losing our focus, we start to forget. Well, forget what? Well, we forget what we've already been given. Our focus shifts from Christ and His blessings, and it shifts to our little kingdoms of one, and all that we're missing out on, and all that we don't have. And as that continues, we, we, we begin to forget what God has given us. Because we're so focused on what we think we need, what we think we want. We walk around grumpy, discontent, while we literally, think about this, we walk around discontent, unhappy, dissatisfied, wishing for more, longing for more, while we literally have the Spirit of God living inside of us. God has chosen to have His Spirit live in us and guide us. We walk around unhappy. We go through life searching for security and meaning in this created world, choosing to forget the fact that Jesus suffered horribly and died so that we could have meaning, so that we could have and find purpose, so that we could find life and life more abundantly in Him, not in what's down here. We forget that every situation in our life out of our control is under the sovereign hand of Almighty God. Your life, your circumstances, your situations under the hand of Almighty God. When I complain about my situation, when I complain about my situation and my circumstances, I'm telling God that he got it wrong. God, what are you doing? This was not how it was supposed to be. I'm telling God that he should know better. I'm telling God that I know better. That I could have, I could have crafted a, a more better life for myself than him when I complain and when I live discontented. What in your life do you wish was different? What in your life do you wish was different? Do you wish that your loved one didn't pass away? Do you wish you had a better job? Do you, do you desire a, a better diagnosis for your health situation? Do you wish for a, a, a more full bank account? Listen, there's a, I'll, I'll say this. There's a balance between wondering and trusting. Uh, listen, we are, we are incapable because of our fallen nature to rejoice completely in the death of a loved one knowing that they're in heaven. Listen, it's okay to miss people. It's okay and it's normal to think about getting a better job. I'm not trying to say that we shouldn't do those things and that we're living in sin when we miss. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is when, we, when those things control our spirit, when those things rule our actions and our focus is only on what could have been or what should have been in our eyes, we are in danger of living discontented. There's a balance there. There's a balance between 
listen, we can ask God why. It's okay to ask God why, but when we fail to trust in Him and we're only asking why and we live lives of discontentment because of what's going on in our lives, that's not God's will for your life. In everything, give thanks. That's the will of God. In letting those challenges and those trials and what we don't have and what we wish we had and letting those things bring us down, we miss out on the incredible lessons that God wants to teach us. We miss out on the beautiful presence that we feel when we rest in Him completely, the presence of the Spirit of God. Listen, the children of Israel in the Old Testament, they got to the point of not just complaining about their difficult situation in their journeying through the wilderness, but they got to the point of complaining about the direct blessings of God. They got sick and tired of the manna that God was sending from heaven, the, the literal food falling from heaven, from God. They got tired of that. They got tired of the miracle. They forgot all God had done. Listen, before we go pointing fingers at them, remember that we live there so often. We're there. We complain about our lives. I complain about my life and about my situation, a life that is governed by the sovereign hand of a holy God, and I complain about it. We grumble about our church, our pastor, our families, which are all gifts from God himself. James 1.17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variables, neither shadow of turning. Everything good in our lives is a gift from God. It's not of our own making. You make a lot of money from a job, that's a gift from God. We've got to stop giving credit uh, to ourselves when it goes to Him. When we focus on what we don't have, we forget about what we do have. And in doing that, in, in shifting our focus... And in forgetting what God has done and, and who God is, His sovereignty, we fall into discontentment. We walk around with unhappy, dissatisfied, critical, jealous attitudes, wanting more, longing for more, dissatisfied with our lives, searching for security, searching for meaning, we won't find it. This is a daily war that we all face, that I face, a battle that we often don't even realize that we're in. We don't even realize we're in this battle. So what can we do? How can we have victory in this daily war? We can focus on Christ. We can focus on Christ. For me to live is Christ. That should be our life. That should be our, our, our purpose. For me to live is Christ. He must increase and I must decrease. Focusing on Christ. Remember what God has done for you. Remember what God has done for you. We, we must be intentional about that. When you feel your heart beginning to become discontent, Choose to focus on what God has done. Choose to focus on what God is doing. Intentionally focus on the blessings of God in your life. When you're worried and stressed and discontent with the status of your bank account, remember how God has provided for you. 
Remember that the times when there was money there. Believe that God is going to provide for you because he always has. Listen, we must look at the situations in our lives, all of them, the ones we like and the ones that we hate. We must look at those situations through the eyes of God, search for the lessons that God is trying to teach you. God is not just trying to annoy you. God is not trying to destroy you. He is trying to teach you. He is trying to draw you to himself. Search for the gifts that God is giving you. Rest in the grace that is found in Jesus. Listen to the song, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Rest in the grace that is found in Jesus. Listen, we're in quarantine. We've been in quarantine for two months. It's been very hard for me not to fall into discontentment. I want to get back to church. I'm sick and tired of being surrounded by tripods and lights and cameras and preaching to nobody. I'm tired of that. But God is trying to do something in this pastor's heart. Some of you are just, you're longing to get back to church. You get so sick and tired of it and all, all this. Stuff. Listen, I understand all that. I'm with you. I've been there. But let's focus. Let's be grateful for what God is doing in our lives, for the opportunity to still connect, for the word of God and for the gospel that still is strong, even in the midst of chaos. What is God trying to teach you through this? Be grateful for those lessons. Be grateful for the time spent with family. Be grateful for somebody that still get to work a job, even though everybody, a lot of people are out of work. What is God trying to teach you? And I can't honestly say, I cannot honestly say that I am thankful that my son Seth has autism. I, I haven't said that. Lord, thank you for giving my son autism. I, I don't think I can. I don't think I'm supposed to say that. But I can be grateful for what God has taught me on this journey of autism with my son. I, I can thank God for the unique relationship that I have with my son. Listen, we are so close. And there's so much love between me and Seth. And we have never had a conversation. That's God. That's God. I can thank God that through this journey, he has graced my wife and I with more patience. He has given us a heart for those who walk the same journey as we do, special needs parents. And he's given us opportunities to encourage other parents, moms and dads who don't know what to do, who are scared of the unknown, just like we were. I'm grateful for that. Listen, some of you need to hear this right now. There is always a blessing hidden in your trials. There is always a blessing, a lesson a gift hidden in your trials. But we often don't want to look for it because it's easier to just wish that it was all different. It's just easier to do that. There's always a blessing hidden in your trials. The cure for discontentment, the victory found for discontentment is the same answer 
for every daily war that we've talked about and that we're going to talk about. It's not found in just a written list of what you're thankful for or a special book about gratefulness. It's not going to be found by working really hard. Victory in the daily war of discontentment versus gratefulness is found in Jesus Christ, who for the joy, the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. We can live lives of gratefulness. We can live lives of contentment because of the grace of Jesus Christ. You can because of the grace found only in Jesus Christ. Rest in that grace today. Lean on Him today. Know and believe that He is sovereign in all things, in every situation, every day of your life. He is in control of your life. He is in control of your circumstances. Find true, lasting contentment in Him. The King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Prince of peace. We should never be discouraged because we have grace found in Jesus Christ.